Welcome to our December 7th reading from our Joy to the World Advent Guide. Today's reading marks the beginning of the portion of Advent that focuses on peace. As we move into this, think on the peace that is brought on by Jesus, the Prince of Peace, as he's talked about in Isaiah 9 and Luke 2. Jesus' birth signifies reconciliation between God and fallen humanity, offering a deep, lasting peace found only in a personal relationship with Christ. Jesus' teachings guide us towards peace with God, peace with ourselves, peace with others. And so we want these readings to inspire a desire for reconciliation and peacemaking in a divided world. This portion of Advent also draws attention to Bethlehem. Reflecting on Bethlehem's seemingly insignificant setting reminds us of God's penchant for using ordinary places for extraordinary purposes. Uh, amid feelings of insignificance, remember that God loves you dearly. And we need to take these moments to pause, acknowledging how God specializes in using the seemingly small and insignificant for his glory. Pray that God uses you for his purpose to bring peace and reconciliation to those around you, to bring people to him. Our scripture passage today is John 1, 1 through 18. And here's what the word of the Lord says. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. The devotion is called, And the Word Became Flesh, and was written by John Goldwater. The greatness of the incarnation of Jesus can't be overstated. No one could ever rightly say 
Friend, you're putting too great an emphasis on this passage of Scripture. John, the beloved apostle, writes concerning the greatest manifestation of all time and eternity when he writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We who believe stand at the greatest vantage point, bask in the glory of grace and truth of this majestic scene. The great God of creation, the God of the beginning, the God of light and life has come to us. His light and life have touched all people, and all people owe their existence to their Creator. His light and life cannot be stopped or altered by darkness or rejection. Further, He has given witness to His, to His arrival, to His power to animate and regenerate mankind. There's no higher calling than to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. There's no greater promise than to say, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, those who believe in his name who were born of God. This great privilege and great promise are by God's gracious design. The Word made flesh the bringer of grace and truth, the only begotten of the Father is clearly identified as Jesus Christ. This unmistakable identification of the Word with Jesus Christ leads to the greatest confidence. Not even the Israelites, who followed Moses on dry ground through the Red Sea or stood at the foot of Mount Sinai as God's voice boomed and the mountains smoked, were afforded such confidence. Jesus is the word that perfectly exegetes the Father. Personally, in all my study of the Bible, I don't know of a more significant passage of Scripture. John 1, 1 1-18 is an Everest among the greatest peaks of God's word. We who hold our deepest love, loyalty, trust, and hope in Jesus Christ do so for good reason considering this passage. So this season, go big. Go big with your worship, go big with your witness, and go big with your confidence in Jesus. The all-powerful God showed up and showed out, and he will never stop being him, the only one. He will never stop being Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. We end each of these readings and devotions with a couple of reflection questions to give us opportunity to meditate on what we've read from the Word of God. Our first question today is reflecting on John 1, 1 through 18. Why is the incarnation of Jesus considered so important? Reflection question number two. How does verse 14, calling Jesus the Word made flesh, help us understand why the incarnation is so important? Thank you, and God bless.